Today, we're talking parties and party prep and specifically what to do the day before your event to make sure it runs smoothly. I'm sharing all the hacks I've learned for working your buns off ahead of time and getting organized and communicating with everyone else involved so by the time the party starts, you aren't worried about anything and you and your guests have the best time ever. I've made all the mistakes when it comes to party planning, and I've spent more parties than I'd like to admit running around trying to solve problems, or I'm running late for this setup and guests are arriving. Today, we are making sure you avoid all of that and plan out your parties ahead of time so they are smooth and fantastic, and you create the best experiences and memories with your family and friends. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a very fun episode for you today all about party prep. I absolutely love celebrations and parties. Lots of the podcasts I do are about kids' parties just because they're some of my favorites. I love all celebrations, but just creating magical experiences for kids, not just my own kids, but our their friends and our family friends. It's just like my favorite thing. But this podcast is about party prep for all types of parties, whether you are planning a birthday party or a baby shower, a kid's party, your own party, whatever it is. Maybe even you're planning a pool party. Some of these Celebrations we're talking about could be elaborate, they could be simple, they could be big with lots of guests, they could be just with one or two other families. All types of parties, I am pretty sure you will find that all these tips and all these hacks completely apply to all of them. Because I love celebrations so much, we do big birthday parties for the kids. I kind of do that instead of getting them big gifts. I really believe in the experiences and the moments and the memories have such a lasting impact. So I love it. So I personally kind of shift budgets around and try to spend, especially more lately, more less money on stuff and more money on experiences. But a lot of the things we're talking about do not require a ton of money. It's all about the advanced planning. So in this episode, it is party planning prep, but specifically the day before. Because I think what you do the day before your event completely determines how smooth it's going to be. It's make or break in my mind. So I'm going to go through all the different hacks and all the different tips and the checklist and all the things that I think that you should do. So that way, when the party comes, you are, you are not working. You're, you don't feel like you're working the event. You are enjoying and celebrating and you don't have a hundred things running through your mind. Also, before I forget, we are going to make sure that you let it all go. Like I love these celebrations so much. I put so much time and energy into them. But the minute the party starts, I accept whatever is going to go wrong, whatever comes in wrong, whatever doesn't happen, whatever I forget about, whatever breaks, I'm just going to let it all go. Because at that point, the party started, I'm turned off of execution mode 
and I'm just enjoying. And I know things are going to go sideways. Most of the times, other people don't even notice or it becomes something memorable and we laugh it off. I just, it's hard sometimes to to separate that because you put so much time, energy, and money into these things. You want it to be flawless. And let me tell you, it will never be flawless, but that's okay. That's the beauty and the experience of life and people and personalities and kids. So we're going to do everything we can to make sure it goes really smooth, but then we're going to be really confident once it starts. We know that we're just going to let it go anything that isn't perfect. My biggest tip, mentally walk yourself through the next day. So this is the day before your party. First, if you can, clear the day. Take take the day off work, clear the day. I'm telling you, if you really want to focus on the details, make it a special experience and not be stressed, plan to work on it the whole day before, right? Even if it's a small something, if it's something that's important to you, I think it's a really great idea if you can to block off, you know, at least the majority of the day and walk yourself through the next day. Make a big list and then execute on it. So I think of, okay, guests are arriving. What do I want to happen? You know, everything from elaborate. Maybe I have um, a helper who's handing everybody drinks. Maybe I have a helper who's um, grabbing presents and directing people to make their own drinks. Or if you have a bartender, directing it. Right out of the right out of the gate, helpers. So I love party helpers, and I think that this is one of the ways that people go wrong by not having help. I'm all about have being efficient with time and money. I think sometimes having more help can actually be more people to communicate with, and it's actually easier to do things yourself, but not the day before and not the day of the party, especially the day of the party. So what I've learned is I always have at least one helper, one point person, because if you don't, then that point person becomes you for vendor questions or issues. And it does not have to be that expensive. So you might even ask a favor of a friend. So maybe it's a kid's party and something that, you know, your friend wouldn't normally come to. Maybe you say, hey, will you do me this favor? Will you be my, you know, glorified party assistant tomorrow? And it's no cost. Or what I love to do is I like to hire um, young girls in high school and college or even maybe babysitters that you have used or asked friends. And I just hire people who aren't experts in this because that's just a great way to save money. It's not rocket science what we're doing and you've already organized everything. You just need people to be an extension of yourself. So I do, depending on what it is, at least one helper and I make them the point person for vendors, for problems, to kind of oversee things. Then depending on the dynamics of the party and the ages and how many people, I'll have a couple other helpers. So I'll have one person and I'll say, your job is only to do pickup. So here are the food tables. You know, once people eat and drink, they're going to leave their stuff. Your job is to pick things up and keep things really fresh. And then I'll give them another job too. So maybe when people enter, we're giving all everyone a little glass of champagne. So your job is to walk around, at, you know, giving people champagne when they arrive, which is great because most people, there's not a mess when people arrive. So your job is to hand people champagne, keep this whole area tidied so all the trash is constantly picked up, and then refill people's drinks. 
done. That person has solved lots of problems because I can't tell you how many parties all of a sudden I'll turn around and I'm like, oh, there's, you know, half eaten pizza and and stuff, you know, falling off the table. And so then I'm getting down and like picking it up because I still want the party to look fresh throughout the party. I'm telling you, wake up, walk yourself through mentally all the things that could go on and make a list and have someone or a few people help you. And like I said, this absolutely does not need to be super expensive. But what you do need to do is walk them through it ahead of time. Don't leave it until, depending on what time your party starts, you could walk them through it the day before. But I always try to give people a heads up because like a mental heads up is such a good thing. Say, hey, this is what I have in mind. I'm going to have you, I'm going to walk you through, meet me there the day before. I'm going to walk you through where the taco cart's going to go and where the photo booth is going to go and where our you know, fresh ice cream vendor who's making ice cream cookie sandwiches where they're going to go. Those are the three vendors. I'm going to show you where they're going to go. Here are the extension cords. When they arrive, I'm going to be getting ready. You please put them in their place. Make sure they use, you know, this tablecloth that we provide. Um, Get them all set up. Make sure they're happy. You know, so that way you're not rushing and raced. Again, another mistake I've made is it's hard to be ready, especially if you get yourself ready and your kids ready, you want to, you know, not show up looking like you've just been sweating for the last four hours. So have someone else be that point person. Also on this note, pay people ahead of time. Another mistake I've made is a lot of vendors will have 50% up front and then you pay them the remainder there. So I'll be running to try to find cash or a checkbook. I mean, now things are easier with Venmo and PayPal being so easily easily used. But still, you don't want to be like oh, calculate when someone's like, oh, I need final payment. You know, maybe some of your guests are still hanging out, you're relaxing, and then you have three vendors to pay. So you have to go figure out how much you still owe them, figure out their Venmo, hit it. Like even if it takes five, 10 minutes, that's five, 10 minutes out of your party, you know, you're enjoying mode. So I always pay everyone in full the day before. I know they're done. If I know I want to tip people, I have little envelopes, hand them the envelopes on the way out. It's done. I'm telling you, those little steps just make you feel so organized. Also, have a timeline of what the how the party's going to go. That way you're not winging it. Now again, kind of like vacations, I plan all the activities and then I say, hey, if we want to cancel everything, I'm cool with it. Uh, But I always have a timeline. The first 30 minutes, guests are coming, allow for any latecomers, then the next 30 minutes, the next 30, you know, like I kind of have an idea of what's going to happen for each block of time. That way you make sure you have enough things to do, whether it's an adult party or a kid's party, you make sure you serve the food on time and all that kind of stuff. I have lots more content about vendors and deciding what to rent and what to buy. I just love celebrations and party prep. If there's anything specifically you want to hear more about, please ping me on Instagram. I'm Lindsay's Cloud if you don't follow me already. But I love, love, love this stuff. And there's so many different side topics we can get into about all this stuff. But I think that hiring the right vendors is really key and a great use of budget if you do it the right way. So sometimes I'll do three food vendors and then no other vendors. And sometimes I'll do no food vendors and three activity vendors. It just depends on what your real goals are and what you think will make the most impact, what means the most to you if you're throwing the party for somebody else, what would mean the most to them. And it's amazing how 
how if you spread it out, like the last party I did for Parker's third superhero birthday, I did not have one food vendor at all. My food was so inexpensive, but everyone ate and drank and they celebrated. And because all the other things were full, you would never know that the food was really casual and easy and inexpensive. Then I've done other parties, like I said, where I'll do, I love like a fresh ice cream cookie sandwich vendor, and I love maybe two different food vendors. So great. And then the rest of it could, then the activity stations or whatever else you have everybody doing, that could be really easy and casual. And the party still looks super full and it looks exciting because you kind of are just balancing that out. So kind of a tip on vendors. So whatever helper you have, make sure you walk through the entire event with them. The physical layout, I always draw like a little sketch on a big white piece of paper. I write write out a layout sketch of where I envision everything going and another blank piece of paper. You know, I love a brain dump. Here's my idea of timing. So that person can kind of keep you, remind you of different things and keep you on your timing. Another thing I always have a helper do is a helper is doing photos and videos. Now, for most parties, because my favorite thing is capturing the moment, I usually have my friend and photographer, Greg, doing photo and video. But even so, a lot of times he's doing specific shots or following the birthday boy or girl. So I have one assistant who's helping out and helping pick up, but their kind of second job is always take my phone or use your phone, then airdrop me later, or take my big camera and do little videos and photos. It's ama- It's like the best thing ever after your party's over to sit down or cozy up on the couch or in bed and look through even moments that you probably didn't see that you weren't sitting right there next to and like going through and favoriting and like laughing about the different things that happened is the best. It's like the best surprise afterwards. And also it helps you not have that f- that party fallout. You know, like Maui blues when you get home from a great vacation back to your routine and you're doing the laundry and you're like, oh, I'm depressed. With parties, there's totally a party fallout. And one way that I've found not to have party fallout is to over photograph, but not you. So that way you're not racing. You're like, oh, smile, stop. Oh, oh." like you're experiencing, you're enjoying. Someone else is in charge of getting the photos. I also give Greg a photo list. Now, him and I have worked together for so long. At this point, he knows all the things. But still, sometimes every party's a little bit different and the dynamics are different. So I'll make him a little list. Hey, please get a group photo of each family, maybe as they come in, or um, candids of different people doing different things, whatever it is. I'll give him like a little punch list. That way, I'm not micromanaging him. He's got his list. He's got it covered. The day before, do everything except for fresh food ahead of time. I try to do everything. Hang signs, hang up banners, plan for everything because I'm telling you the unexpected will happen and it will take certain things longer to pull in place. So I do everything except for fresh food ahead of time. Now, if you're not doing this party at your house, that gets a little bit tricky. And one thing I will always do is I will, if possible, pay to have the rental space ahead of time. Like I did a big party for Stella's, I think it was her fourth birthday. We did an Arabian Nights birthday party. I rented camels for camel rides. I did the monkey from the hangover. It was probably my favorite party. And it was in a huge, basically a huge grass area in a parking lot at the Orange County Fairgrounds. And because I wanted to set up the majority of it ahead of time, and that's a cool kind of locked property so I could leave the stuff that I rented and my stuff, I could leave that there overnight. 
usually it's maybe like, I mean, at the most, it's probably like a fourth more, like 25% more to have it the day before. But then I'm telling you, everything is set up. So if possible, think about, ask them, can I rent the space the day before or earlier so you can set up things ahead of time? I do this same thing with bounce houses or ball pits or anything else that you're setting up, even at my own house. I say, how much would it be to get it the day before, even just the night before so I can set up around it? There's always curveballs. There's always unexpected things come in. And for me, it's worth paying that. Like I said, usually it's around 25% to have those things early. First, for me, it's like a pre-party. You enjoy those things ahead of time. I swear my kids have as much fun, if not more, with the excitement of the party and bouncing in the bounce house before all their friends arrive or into the night as it's getting dark. I love that stuff. So I think it's really, really, really worth it. I'd rather pinch a budget on another part of the party and have it ahead of time so I don't have those headaches. I don't risk maybe the vendor's late or it doesn't work or the electrical's blowing because of the bounce house and we need to put it on, get a different extension cord, plug it in somewhere else. Things always happen. Do everything you can the day before except for the fresh, fresh stuff. Walk through the timing of the party and also the lighting and the weather. So now that you're at the day before the party, I like to walk through the lighting. If you're blazing hot where you're planning on having the photo booth, get an umbrella or move the area of it. If, you know, the main, if people are going to walk in and take photos between 12 and one, I'm outside at that area, 12 and one. And I say, okay, you know, how does the weather look tomorrow? Does it look the same as today? And how is this? Is there a huge shade line? Okay, well, that doesn't work for this photo area. Or is it looking, is it looking rainy? Should I do umbrellas? Or is it looking way too hot? Should I do umbrellas? Is it looking cold? Should I rent heaters? Is there anything I can just adjust based on lighting and weather? I'm telling you, being in that spot the day before during the time of your event, just standing there can give you ideas, creative ideas and problem solving ideas. Also think through the day and make sure you have all the things people could ask for, like bottles of water, sunscreen, band-aids, extra toilet paper in the bathroom, everything. I'm telling you, once that party starts, you want to you want to just enjoy. You don't want to feel like you're working the party. Now, of course, a um, part of hosting, whether you're a house or somewhere else, is people are going to have questions. And But listen, those little things, fine. But like the big things, like you're climbing up to get extra rolls of toilet paper, you completely run out of water, you're trying to figure it out, and you're trying to send someone. Think about those things that people could ask you for, plan ahead of time, and have it ready. Also, as you're walking through the day, Think about every detail. So I think about, oh, okay, we're going to do blowing out. We're going to do cake and candles. So I'm going to go get the candles from the pantry. I'm going to get a lighter and not one that's like, you know, fluorescent green. If the whole party is pale pink, I'm going to get a lighter. I'm going to get my candles. I'm going to put them and tuck them behind my dessert table. So I'm not looking for anything. I'm telling you, I've made all the mistakes where even if it's stuff you have, you're like, oh, I'll just grab that. I'll just grab that. If you just walk through the party in your mind, You just put all those things in place. You tuck your candles and you tuck your lighter and it just makes for such a more relaxing experience. And I'm just all about, you know, you put so much time and money into this. You're taking the time from, you know, from your friends. You're having those people there. You know, most likely this is a moment of time. You're not going to have all those people or your kids' friends or all those people in this same 
place, certainly not at this age and this moment and this theme. So I want to enjoy as many minutes as I can. I want to try to do those things ahead of time that's going to take me five minutes here, 10 minutes there, running around. Because when the party ends, I just want to feel full. I want to feel that like if it was a baby shower for a friend or an engagement party for a friend or my own birthday, I want to feel like I left it all out on the field, you know, like it, you know, flaws, problems, whatever. I enjoyed, I laughed, I ate, I drank, I celebrated all the things and the same thing for the people you love. It's not worth it. And I've made this mistake to where I'm so crazed going up to the party and into the party and I have like a high anxiety that my family does too. What's the point of that if you're so stressed that you make people around you so stressed and it just makes it a completely different experience? But I'm telling you, by planning ahead, especially the day before, you are going to avoid all of that. Think through the event. And even any last minute things, I'm telling you, it's never too late. It's never too late to hire a helper or someone to help you clean the house. I always have um, my housekeeper come in the morning if we're doing a party here and help me clean. Even if I'm like, we won't really need it. You always, you always need some sort of help cleaning up. Or maybe if your whole house goes to bed, sometimes I'll just do it myself. But different, you know, things happen. The kids get up, they eat breakfast, a whole five hours happens before things happen. So I'm telling you, it's worth having those little extra helping hands. If you picture yourself the day of, like, I'm going to wake up. What am I going to do? Okay, well, I'm going to clean the kitchen. Maybe it would be better if someone else helped me with that. That way I can make sure my hair and makeup are nice and my clothes aren't wrinkled and I'm not sweaty and I'm not late when people start arriving. I love being ready a full 15, 20 minutes, everything in place before the party starts. And that's when I get like my favorite photos, my final photos. So if it's a birthday party for kids, I get the birthday boy or girl by themselves and then the whole family and then some candids, the kids by themselves, all my favorite things. I get close-ups of the details. Um, I'll take little like videos of it. Uh, 20 minutes before the party, a picture yourself. So I tell even my vendors, if the party starts at 11, everyone's in place. If you have to charge me a little extra, no problem. Everyone's in place at 1040. That way I have 20 minutes to get my photos and you're not taking photos when guests arrive. I've made this mistake a hundred times to where I don't quite get the photos or I make my family miserable because people are coming in and my kids see their friends and they're like, ah, I want to run to my friends. And I'm like, stand and smile because I want to capture it. I, and there's nothing wrong with that. I want to capture their age and their outfit and their smile and their quirks and how they stand and what they do and all of it. I want to get all that. And same thing with the baby shower. Um, I want to see, I want to get the person we're celebrating and the the beauty and the glowing and next to different parts of the party and not be rushed and not be stressed and not try to do it while guests are arriving because then you want to be with your people. So plan for, if you love photos like I do, plan for a 20-minute start time before the party actually starts. That means desserts in place, cakes in place, hair and makeup done, you're in place, you get your photos. And then I almost think like, okay, then I have my photos and then any other photos that happen during the party are a bonus because I just, I have the ones of the decorations and the cake and the celebration. I have all those, the, you know, sort of more stage photos ahead of time before anyone arrives. But I'm telling you, confirming with the vendors, either on the phone or on email, and run through all the details with them. 
Because a lot of times vendors will come in and they'll want to, if you haven't talked to them, they're going to want to talk to you. And when you're racing around, you don't want to talk. You want to get on with it. So talk to them ahead of time. Walk through. Are you going to need power? Are you going to need a table? Are you bringing your own table? What does it look like? Do I like it? Um, Any questions you have for me, tell me now because I'm going to be busy the morning of or when you arrive. Here's your point person. Melissa will be there. She will show you exactly where to go. You got this. Because another thing, if you don't do those steps, then people are blowing up your phone and you're trying to do a million things. You might not answer your phone. It just creates craziness. So I'm telling you, pay people ahead of time. Talk to all the people ahead of time. Have at least one helper to help you and walk them through ahead of time what their job is going to be. I think it is the best use of time and money. And really, it's not a lot of money. It's just a matter of being organized with it. So do all your prep in the days and weeks kind of leading up to your event, whether it's a bigger event or a smaller event. You might need more time or less time. But then I'm telling you, the day before, book out, plan yourself enough time. This event is important to you. Plan it out. Make make your plans and do your brain dump. Walk yourself through mentally and physically. Stand in the space so you can see the weather and the light and the elements. And I'm telling you, you will have really cool ideas pop up and really cool problem solving ideas that come up that will make your party so smooth. I just believe that planning ahead of time can make you just feel so confident and so good. And also this way you don't have party regret. Like I talked about party fallout. I've also had party regret where I'm like, oh, if I ended up, this whole thing just ended up not working because I didn't leave enough time with it. Maybe you had a sign made, a backdrop sign to go behind the dessert table, or maybe you made one. But if sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to do it the morning of, And sometimes those things I ended up having to not finish or pull down or not be able to use because I didn't finish in time. So that's why I'm saying the day before is key. Everything you can possibly do, do the day before. I always do balloons the day before. Uh, Just be strategic so you make sure you're doing things that can last overnight so you're not going to come out and everything looks like droopy and sad. And I know with weather, it might not be an option, but as much as you can, even if I have to have everything Um, even if I can't leave things out, maybe if it's outside and, you know, it can get damp overnight, I will still set my entire table perfectly and I'll take pictures. Then I'll move it all inside and I'll either set it, I'll have someone like one of my helpers set it up. Like here are the pictures, set it up the same way. Then I'll come out and I'll just fine tune it. So you're making all the decisions. You're setting everything up the day before. Then the day of, it's like those minor adjustments and putting in the fresh food and the fresh flowers outside if you're doing it outside or putting those things in place. It's always so much easier if you can do it at your house or a family member's house. That way you can really set up you know, a day or even two days ahead of time. But I'm telling you, even if you're setting up somewhere else, you can still use all these tips, rent it a little bit early, prep, 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 have all your things all ready. Anything that you have to set up, like I said, take pictures and then reset it up. Have someone else do the, the, the moving and the manipulating and then you just fine tune it so everything's exactly as you like. I think that this is, I mean, celebrations are always great, but this period of time in life, celebrations are essential for our first to kind of bookmark moments in time, right? The, the days can be long, but the years go by fast. I love the saying, right? So I just think that celebrations should be 
enjoyed. And I want you to love every minute of it. I don't want you racing and working and picking up trash and stressed and having anxiety during and anxiety after that things didn't go as you liked or it went too fast and you barely enjoyed or you barely talked to people. This is a time to love and eat and drink and celebrate and do it the right way. Make it memorable for you and your guests. I'm telling you on a small scale, on a big scale, whatever, however you do your event, I think that advanced planning is key, especially the day before. So I hope you listened and took notes and I hope you will come back and listen to this podcast just before your next event because I think it can be really beneficial to kind of, you know, put a little put a little spark out there and just kind of remind you of different things. Learn from my mistakes so that you have a fun and enjoyable time. Remember, not flawless, but that's okay. Perfection is not the goal. The experience and the happiness and the joy and the total celebration of it is what's important. That's it. Your guide for awesome party planning the day before your event. Ping me on Instagram. Let me know what questions you have, what you thought about this episode, and what you'd like to hear more of. Thank you so much for listening and have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.